What is up, my friends? It is Eric Hulkerin, the Incredible Halt podcast. We'll get to it in just a second. Uh, a couple pieces of business I want to uh, let you know about. Since uh, we had Frederick Joseph on talking about the Black Panther Challenge, they have currently surpassed nearly a half a million dollars, which means 30,000 kids will go see Black Panther between this weekend and let's say the next three weeks or so, which is super exciting. And uh, now playing being a part of that, also super exciting. So I want to uh, say congratulations one more time to Frederick Joseph. And then I want to get into today. Today, we are talking to Don Myers. He is the owner of the Comic Signal. It is a comic book shop uh, here in Grand Rapids. They will be celebrating their second anniversary of being open. That'll happen towards the end of February. Uh, and we'll get into all of the details. Uh, he's got a super interesting story. He got into comics by watching the Batman TV show. Batman was the first comic book he bought. He amassed a collection of 30,000 books and then wanted to give some of them back. Towards the end of the podcast, I will not ruin this, towards the end of the podcast, some of what he's doing for the two-year celebration, if you are a comic book fan let's call it a Silver Age comic book fan, you'll want to listen to the end of that thing because it was hard for me to contain my excitement for what they're going to do here in two weeks. So I hope you enjoy. I had a blast. These guys are amazing. If you are in Grand Rapids, make sure you check them out. And without further ado, this is the Incredible Halt Podcast. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for me to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Walking raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. Don, thank you so much for joining the podcast, and congratulations on two years here at Comic Signal. How cool is that? Oh, it's incredible. So, you know, for people who may not know the backstory, right? They drive by here, they come in, and they enjoy your wonderful staff. Like, there's a rich history before we got to here that I, I certainly want to talk about today. Great. Um, so let's let's go all the way back to, like... You're a kid, and you get your hands. You started with Batman, right? That's how it started. With Batman, the TV show was what. Yeah, kicked 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 into gear for me. And then, so you're you're watching it with your dad, and then you you end up finally getting your hands on a comic book. And yeah. and so, um, my guess is, you know, because we're a little bit different in age, my guess is that Batman and Superman were pretty much the the ways to get into comic books at that point. For for me, I was um. A Batman be my favorite character from watching a live show, and then Super Friends came on soon after that. So then it turned into Justice League and sure and, and, and Flash. So yeah, those are some of my biggest titles to start with. And, and so you, you know, you go through it, and eventually you amass this collection mm -hmm. of somewhere near thirty thousand comic yes. books, right? Um, and what's interesting is is um, as I was getting set up for this, I was remembering like. I was a, a kid of the late 80s, early 90s comic books, and, and my entry point to it was the art, right? Yep. It wasn't until later that I started to really get into the robust stories and, and how this connects to that, yep. and, you know, yep. and, and certainly like now in my 40s with all of the, you know, the Marvel cinematic universe, it's kind right. of fun to figure out, you know, are they getting it right? Are they connecting the dots? Blah, blah, yep. blah, blah. But for me, it was, it was Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, you know, Jim Lee, that sort of thing was my entry point. And it's interesting um, that I, I never really got to the point where I was collecting 30,000 comic books, but I did take a job at a comic shop that, okay. I did, that I had them pay me in books because I was like, well, this is silly. Why don't I work where, <laughs> where I want to do and you can just pay me in books? But for you, 
two years ago, and I'm sure it's much longer than two years ago, which we'll talk about. Like two years ago, that that whole thing transforms into a into a business. What like I know it didn't happen two years ago, but like right. where is that pivot point, and how did you decide? Like, okay, I've got this collection. Now I want to share it with the world. Oh, and now I want to run a business. It's came to the point. <laughs> Realizing as, uh, like you said, we're a little different in age, I'm a little older, so I'm at that point, what am I going to do with all these? Or what are my kids going to do with all these? Sure. And so I thought um, might be the best way, it may be a good second career for me to start a business that way I can move some of that collection for them so they're not overwhelmed, God forbid something happened, you know? And, right. Um, and maybe, you know, make it a family business and maybe something they get into they're never in comics as much as I was but it's if nothing else also teach them about business um and so what were you doing before this as, as a a avocation right my, like, my, my full-time job was a pharmacist a gotcha. retail, retail pharmacist uh, and I started that back in about February of 89 uh, when I first got licensed and um uh that had allowed that allowed me to travel the country to all the different sure. conventions yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know and uh so I, you know, I worked out plenty of vacation time. We'd plan around cons. My kids would tell you, "Oh yeah, every time we would go to a con." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but it, it, it just kind of. So I kept kind of amassing, amassing, and I get, like I said, I get to that point. Boy, this is that's a lot of lifting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. And, and a lot of people get to that point, right? They they move a couple times and they're like, oh, "Man, I don't want to deal with this collection much longer." Like, <laughs> yep. let's go to Craigslist or whatever, right? Yep, but yep. but. You know, I, I guess kind of the, the question I'm getting at, though, is the many times before, because you and I have never really spoken like right. this, right? But the, the many times I've been into the shop in the last two years, like, you're running a pretty spectacular business. Well, thank right? you. Right? And, like, that takes some acumen. You didn't just open a storefront and put some books and some games over here and go, I don't know, whatever happens, happens. Like, there's a there's a thought process in what's going on here and and a very intentional for those of you who have not been to this location a very intentional focus on family friendly like yes. my kids are six and two and when they come in here you guys treat them like they're 18 right like right. They, they don't have any concept of what's in these books but you treat them as if they could experience the wonder that's behind whatever marvel or dc character yep. they might get into right and, and that's that's what i we really wanted to gear for was toward kids because that's what's going to keep conflicts going Sure. As a kid, because, you know, um, even looking into the business, I kept kind of wondering, is print dead? Right. I mean, look at what newspaper comes out maybe twice a week now. Yeah. Where before it was every day and, you right. know. And, they and were, it was this thick. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know? um, so that was a, a little bit of my research I did to get into it. And a lot of people said, no, because the movies are feeding the comics. The comics are feeding the movie. We have a good kind of symbiotic relationship going on between the two. People are coming back in. Maybe they've only seen the movies. Now, why not find a history of it? Well, and like, and this week is a tremendous example of that, right? Oh, yes. I mean, there there hasn't. I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm underselling this, but there has not been a comic book movie with this much interest in history, right? right. Like, I mean, it's Black Panther's tracking at nearly 180 million dollars in its opening weekend, which yep. is remarkable on so many levels that you and yep. I could, if we did this podcast for three hours, probably couldn't unpack. But right. what's going to happen is people are going to be like. All right, so I, I saw this Wakanda thing in Civil War, and I yep. sort of understand how it connects. But like, hey, Don, like, w when is the first appearance of Eric? When's the first appearance of Black Panther? Yep. What, like, how do those? Th where, where do I start? Right. right. Yep. And uh, 
we try to point them in that direction. Obviously, first appearances are hard to find as sure. far as, yes, as, far as regular right. issues, but you know, we've got plenty of trade paperbacks to kind of get them started, um, which is nice for a new person just starting into it. That way you get a full story, because uh, so many of these, these stories are, are five, six issue art. Which is, which is the, the reason I think the comic books, the physical books, yep. still have so much power because it's the one thing, and I know DC doesn't have an equivalent, but like Marvel Unlimited for all of the, like, okay, you get access to everything, yep. but it's, it's a garbage curation machine, right? right? Like it doesn't, I couldn't do what you just did. It would take me days to figure out how to put together right. a Black Panther story on my own, sure. right? Which I think is one of the reasons why you want to come into a store like this and talk to somebody like you who's been to all the cons and been into this this whole universe sure. for so much longer than most people will who are going to go check out this movie this weekend, right? And, and that's what I like to do, is be able to talk that. That's, uh, again, you talk about family-friendly, but I want to have a community where people come in here. We can talk comics. We can talk movies. We can talk all about our hobby and all the aspects um, from a business standpoint. You know, it's like what's happening, uh, uh, you know, with Marvel uh, or Disney buying out Fox and stuff like that. You know, and even every aspect comes up and everybody has their opinions. And, and, sure, yes. And, and, uh, which, which is all good. This industry it, has no shortage of opinion. Right, and so, but that's all good too. I yeah. mean, we all just, and it's, I've got great customers and they all we all just kind of listen to each other and are able to, we're all friends. Sure. What it comes down to. And that's what I tried to create here. And, and that is something that you certainly have created, which I've, I've marveled at, right? Because there are stores in this country, and I go into a lot of them because, you know, comic books, much like record shops, you know, there's novelty to them, right? Because they're right. not everywhere like they used to be. Yep. And so you go in and you go, oh, what's this store look like? Or what the. And you can go into plenty that they don't want to talk to you. They're a little bit elitist because maybe you're not, you don't know what the first appearance of Superman was or, you know what I mean? Whatever. Right. Sure. Um, but, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to sit down and talk to you a little bit was, like, I just think what you're doing is fantastic. Well, thank you. And I think that actually came around from all my years in pharmacy. Because when I started out, I've worked for independent pharmacies pretty much my whole life. Um, and I worked quite close with the owners. And so, you know, he, you know, they'd all stress, get out there and talk to people. Sure. Get out there and, you know... Um, Ask them what they're looking for, what their you know symptoms are. As I was going through the training, kept advancing my training. That you can't be afraid. Just you can't just sit behind the counter. You've got to get out there. Obviously, there's some stuff you have to do behind the counter. Sure. But yes, um, you've got to get out there and, and engage. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I've learned that in a few other jobs I had. I worked for a gas station. In fact, it was right on this corner of Vern's gas station, <laughs> uh, one of the last full service. Uh, before these buildings went up was right in here. But again, it was just getting out there and make sure you treat the people nice, uh, treat them respect, and just uh, be genuine to them. And build a community, right? Right, yeah. And so over the last 24 months, right, you, your your official anniversary is what, the 25th, right, of February, I think? Um, the, our party is the 24th. Technically, we opened the 27th. Gotcha. Um, but it's on a day that I have my other job. So. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, over the last two years, close enough, right, yep. for government yep. work. Exactly. Uh, you know, what, like, what's the biggest things that you've learned about running your own business, especially in something that, you know, because a lot of people that listen to this podcast want to bridge the gap between something that they love right. and something that they want to do for the rest of their life. And sometimes they 
take the thing that they love and turn it into the job and it ruins the thing that they love, right? right. So what's the thing that you've learned over the last two years to kind of keep the spark alive, so to speak? Um, I don't know if it's so much learning as much as it just is, is doing, again, the talking, the um, creating bonds with people. Um, and that keeps the spark alive because then you – you might uh, continue a really, uh, uh, conversation from the last week. Oh, I saw what you were talking about. Yeah, that was great. Or, you know, I read that book you suggested, or they read a book I suggested. And we start then going in because we don't like to, to spoil anything for people, so we don't try sure. to ruin yeah, yeah. anything. So I say, you know, you should try that one out. We'll talk about it when, right. a, when you read done, it. Yeah, when thing. you're done with <laughs> it. Right. Yeah, and, you know, and, and some of the, the bonus of being here when you guys are doing poll day is like, I get to see, like, you know every single person on that pull list, yeah. right? Like, yep. and and I think when people are starting to build a business, that's a step they miss, yes. right? Like, you're standing in this store going, nope, do that, do this, do that. Like, these customers aren't here. You just know them by name and know what they're into. And, yep. and like, that translates into an amazing community that wants to come and be a part of what's happening here, yep. which I think is super cool. Well, thank you. And that's, again, was has been my training through all the different jobs I've had throughout my life. That's just the way... They talk customer service. Sure. And, and so let's talk a little bit about the business. We talked about Black Panther a little bit. Yep. And, you know, one of the questions that a lot of people, even if they're casual consumers of both books and the movies, they've, they've got some. And I, I want your perspective as much as you yep. want to get into it. Right. Like they have some questions about the disconnect between the two. Right. Because right. it seems like the common the common parlance is Marvel is murdering it in the movie world. Yep. Yep. Not so much in the book world. And right. DC, it's the exact opposite. DC is making some tremendous comic books and comic yep. stories and hasn't quite figured out how to translate that to the big screen. Do you agree with that kind of synopsis? I, I do. Yeah. Um, do you have any idea why? I don't know if there's any one thing. People like to direct it at certain directors or you know certain um, editorships and stuff like that. Sometimes... I think it's a combination of all that. You know, some people didn't want to go see Batman versus Superman just because they had Ben Affleck in it. You know, it's like, give the guy a chance. I mean... And I, you look, I mean, while I will say this, this will be my opinion, so this is not yeah. Don's opinion. Don't send Don hate. Like, Gal Gadot, far and away the best part of that movie, yeah. I thought Ben was a great old Batman. Like, I, he was a great old Batman. I think he did a very good job yeah. at the part. Um, now, are they going to have to, if they continue a Batman franchise revamp it and have someone young come in they're going to have to sure uh, well, but for the stories that they're doing right now i think he it truly i love i love his bruce wayne as much as i like his batman just yeah. like you said the elder he's got the the gray on yeah, there the salt just and pepper so, and yeah yeah uh and he's the right size right he's the frank miller yep, size yep, of what he, batman yep, would look he, like i don't know yep um his acting chops have gotten better over the years and yes. a lot of people uh claim him bad for that but i thought he he carried the part well um, he didn't overham it up. Uh, right. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it uh, personally. As, him as a Batman. Do I have other Batman's man I like better? Do I still like Christian Bale? Yeah, but then again, sometimes it's the writing for that part. Yep. And Christian Bale fit that one. Maybe you could have put in put uh, Ben Affleck in there, and maybe it wouldn't have worked. Right. And sometimes it's just the 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 writing for the, the actor. And, and in this case, I think they did well for Christian Bale. And I think they've, they're doing well for Ben Affleck, really. And so, you know, 
you being on the ground floor of all this stuff, like today is poll day here. And so yep. for those of you who are not up on your comic book parlance, that's the day that all the new books come in and, and they either go to people who have kind of like said, I love cable. So give me every cable book yep. that comes in. I love X-Men, right? Um, that's what's happening behind us right now. So if you hear guys like yelling out people's names <laughs> and what things that they should be putting in boxes, that's what's happening. But what are some, like, give me one or two things that maybe people might not know about or are overlooking that are out right now that you absolutely think people would be like, oh, you'll love. If you like what's happening in the cinematic universe, you've got to like expand your horizon. Here's some indie things I like, or here's a, a, a you know title on DC that you might not be into. What are like one or two things that you're super fired up about right now? Um, I've been, I've enjoyed the defenders when they brought it back out. Sure. Kind of based off the Netflix characters, um, written by Michael Bendis, uh, um, or Brian Michael Bendis, and I, I just think that's a good ground level uh, group of characters, and the story's coming ac- across very well. And it's not the biggest seller by any means, but I, I think it's been a very good storyline. Um, of course, I do kind of gravitate toward ground level heroes myself. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, so that, a- that anybody, might be a little bit of a anybody influence. from Hell's Kitchen is uh, is your bag <laughs> right now? Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Another big one I like for Marvel, I think, is being overlooked is uh, Marvel 2-in-1, where it's uh, Ben Grimm, The Thing, and Johnny Storm, Human Torch, searching out for Fantastic Four, for the other members of the Fantastic Four. And the the writer of that right now has brought it back to the good old days where Johnny and Ben are almost brothers. And, you know, they can can mess with each other. They can, you know... uh, like brother, you know, they pick sure. on each other yeah, and everything yeah. like that. Yep. But if something happens to their brother, say, no, you don't be messing with my brother. Right. You know, and they're going to stand up for him yep. type of thing. For sure. You know, I can make fun of my family, but y'all can't. Right, for sure. Um, and that has been a very, I think, under uh, underlooked one. Um, one of my favorite uh, DC ones that's kind of under the radar. Um, it's hard to say because they've been hitting it so so well lately. I mean, that Doomsday Clock is like, oh, that that's, get out of town, man! Like, yeah, that it's one, so good. Yeah, and, um, and I'm sorry to hear there might be some delays on it, but to me, if they're going to keep up the quality, yeah, I'll like, take it. Yep, I'd rather them do that than start just fish horning um, extra issues or, or alternate artists. And sure, just keep this flow because it's a yeah. nice, nice flow. And a lot of people forget the original Doomsday. Um, or original, which is based off Watchmen, rather, had delays, too. Sure. Everyone think, oh, that came right out in time. No, it didn't. <laughs> I, I remember I, yeah, I, right. I kept getting it off the shelf. It didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, I think sometimes when you're trying, at the time, right, when Alan yep. Moore's trying something super new yeah. and super edgy, like, it's easy to read, and, and I think this is the interesting perspective and why I like to talk to people like you, Don. It's like, you've got this wealth of experience, right? For those of us who have been around a while, we've seen some stuff. Yep. You got to remember guys, like when Watchmen was out originally, no one wanted a part of it, right? Oh, like right. it's super cool to read now. And you're like, yep. this is amazing. Back then people were like, that was nuclear almost, right? Yeah. Like it was not really, people were not fired up about it being out and it had some messages that were not mainstream. Warm, warmly embraced <laughs> mainstream, you know? So um, I'm not saying that that is, or is not going to be in, in, Doomsday Clock, but like, right. let the story breathe, right? Yep. That's why you read these books in the first place is because yep. you want a good story. You don't yeah. like, what do you care about? It comes out on time or that it's awesome? Because yep. I would always pick awesome 10 times out of yep. 10. But like you say, a lot of people go into it for the art first. 
so they don't realize it's a good story. But once you start realizing it's a good synergy between art writer and artist, then you've got this just magnificent story. There's some, and there's some that uh, Claremont and Byrne on the X Men. Yep, they just gelled. And that was for, that was my pivot, right? Was Chris Claremont was when I went, oh. Yep. I got it now. Okay. Yep, yep. Yep. I'm in. Right. And then, then, you know, and then I kind of backtracked a little bit to Frank Miller and went, okay, now I'm beginning to see how these things work exactly. together and what can be created. Exactly. And that's, um, and that's kind of a neat revelation to see because you, you know, some people, and that's what some people even may look down on. Oh, you're just reading picture books. No, I'm not. There's a, there's a lot of story sure. in there. Uh, obviously some are quicker reads than other, but I mean, a lot of them are such in-depth stories uh, that just pulls you in. And it's just, like I said, when you get a team that just gel, there, there's something magical about it. It just truly is. And yeah. um, I hope when it's all said and done that they can put Doomsday Clock on, on a movie because I think even a multi-part movie, but I think that would be cool. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know, and <laughs> I... hard, but... It would be very hard and, and just given the characters that are involved. But I mean... I, I enjoyed, I get that it wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed the Watchmen movie as well. Yep. Like it was, it was fun to see that kind of take flight on the big screen, even yep. if it wasn't exactly what you were looking for. And I get it. It's Zack Snyder and everybody hates him now, but like at yep. the time I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yep. So, yep, exactly. And, um, yeah, there, there's, there's, that one's really out. Obviously metal's coming to an end and that has been just a roller coaster of action. Uh, so that's been very fun. Uh, but there's been a couple of one shots lately have been, very cool. There's a Swamp Thing one that just came out, and it's written by Tom King, who is right now one of the uh, top uh, top writers out there for DC. And he's just anything he's touching on, basically, is just turning <laughs> to to these these incredible stories. Sure. Uh, but this this last it came out last week was Swamp Thing. Is again, it's just a a good good storytelling. Again, the artist gelled with him, but um, I. Even if you're just not a monster fan, or you know, if you think it's just a monster story, it's not. It's actually quite a heartwarming story. Um, and if you haven't picked that up that one, I, I really would suggest that one. Awesome. <laughs> and what's kind of nice is it's a one and done. Right. <laughs> right. You know, which um, you don't yeah. get a lot of times. You know, yeah. Once you start getting into something, you know, there's six parts, but it's kind of nice to be able to just have that one. And it's a good thick story. It's not just ten pages either. Right. Um, it's just, yeah, really well done. And so, like, you've got another job. You're running this business, but you're you're staying up. Like, how much of your time is actually consuming the product? Like, is that still something that you're enjoying, or are you doing <laughs> it to just kind of be up on, on what you need to, to talk to people? Or I, I still enjoy it, though I admit I'm behind because yeah. <laughs> working the two jobs. Sure. I, it, you know, I you know when you first open it, so wow! I read all these comics in. I can I can keep up, and I can right. No, you don't have nope. that time. You You're running so a business, right? Yeah, yeah business. for so, sure. Um, so uh, I am behind, but you know, I I like we discussed at the beginning. I've been a little bit more of a DC fan, uh, but like you, I gradu- uh, graduated into or gravitated toward an X Men, Daredevil by Miller. Um, what was my other big one? Then? Well, then, you know, Wolverine had his mini series, uh, again, by Frank Miller and Chris Claremont. Uh, and you just start picking up all these other titles, and you you just get wrapped up in this world, and it ends up not being, to me, what company it was. It's just how good that story and artwork. Yeah, and what's, what's fascinating is when you find, when you go to cons, right, if you, um, and you're obviously... Yep. 
you know all the great ones. But like even if you're listening to this podcast and, and you've never been to one, like the Grand Rapids Comic Con is a fantastic place to start. And yeah. what you're going to find is people who are super passionate. And there's um, you've got games over on the wall, and, and you know there's theories about right there's the finite gamer the one who wants the one and done swamp thing story and then there's the infinite gamer somebody who just wants to continue to read and what's been fascinating is over the course of let's call it 70 80 years of comics right you can very easily get into this infinite game where you're you're discovering right especially which i'm super excited to see happen when people who have no idea about the infinity gauntlet as a book and and what it touches and its tendrils, right? When they see that on the big screen and they start like seeking out the, the stories that are around that. uh, I think that'll be a very fun, almost as fun as it's going to be this weekend as people are like, who is this black Panther guy? And like, how do I get more of it? Because the reviews have been out of this world, but like those two stories out this year, I think will be a boon for this industry. And you specifically as people come in and go, all right, Don, I saw the movie. I know it's like, a three-part movie, but I'm totally lost. What does the glove do? Why are there yep. stones? Why does Vision wear one? And there's, you know, right? Yep. Like, and uh, um, that's one of the things we try to do is also educate people here because the story is actually based more on the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. But they gave it the name Infinity War, which was another story in that. But everyone, So everyone wants to just grab Infinity War because they think that's where to start. Nope. If you really want to start... Jump back to the Infinity Gauntlet, yep. and you'll get to that point. But that's the movie's just Infinity War sounds so much better as a, as a title. It's so, super, <laughs> super sexy, easy to sell. Infinity War, which is yep. what they're going to do. Um, but so, yeah, we try to, you know, if you really want to start, no, start with the Gauntlet, you know, and, and just kind of educate them or just point them in that direction. You know, you start there, you're going to be maybe a little. I don't want to say lost, but you're going to feel you're jumping in the middle. Yeah, you'll be yeah you'll be the, picking up the story in the middle. It's you know it's a little bit like um, people like you and I when you watch the cable Deadpool trailer and you see yep. like are they doing the new mutants? Is that what's happening or X Force or like what are they doing in this trailer? Um, you know, again, you talked about this probably 20 minutes ago with the Fox acquisition. Yep. All bets are off, right? Like right. that trailer alone is you know signifies like we're just going to do whatever right like yeah, yeah. we're doing whatever we want yep. to right now yep. which is it kind of a from a somebody who follows mass media I teach mass media at Aquinas right like okay. the, the monopoly aspects not so awesome right, right? Yeah. but as a comic book fan the like we're just going to do all the things you wanted us to do and do all the crossovers that you've been looking for or at yep. least infer the possibilities of of such is kind of it's exciting, right? Yeah, like, it all is. the possibilities are exciting. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, for as much rap as Fox has get, gotten, the Deadpool's are hits. Logan was a incredible movie. But but like, let's lean into what you were saying a couple of minutes ago. Those two were hits because they leaned into the source material, yes, right? They didn't try exactly and make a G right. Deadpool. They didn't. They finally did the Logan we've been wanting for twenty eight years, exactly. right? Um, and you see much like the lessons people learn here, right? Like you yep. wanted to put people first and build a comic book shop yep. around people. If you put the fans first yep. and I don't say the fans are right 100% of the time. Yep. Sometimes they make decisions that are just silly. Yep. Right. But if you go, okay, the, what's, what's a Deadpool story about? Well, it's about breaking the fourth wall, right? He yep. talks to the audience yep. and it's gotta be completely ridiculously lewd. Right, yes. as long as you hit those two things, you'll probably be all right. What's yeah. Logan about? Well, I mean, he's a human Wolverine that stabs people, right? right? Like, so you gotta like 
R is really where that should have been the whole time. Yeah. Like, think of what they would have been able to do had they just gone, okay, when he shows up in the X-Men universe, he's this guy. Right. When he shows up in the Wolverine universe, it's rated R, and it's for people over the age of 18 who enjoy yep. actual Logan, right? I, I think that's a good point. Uh, you just nailed it right in the head. I mean, um, the X-Men Wolverine, yeah, has to be a different character, has to, well, nothing else, be able to play as a team member. Which, yeah. in, in Logan himself, he, I mean, yes, Professor X was there and stuff like that, but he really wasn't a team member. He was just somebody on the run. Whereas opposed with the X-Men, he had to learn to work with other people and uh, keep his uh, keep his lips a little tighter. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But I mean, even like... It's almost as if they knew it, right? Because in the end of in the end of well, in the middle of first class, where they're searching for other mutants, they do the fuck off scene, right? right? Like yep. they they know they knew right. what they needed to do. They just yep. didn't want to do it, right? right? Until the time was right or the story was right or whatever. Yep. But that scene alone makes you go, okay, you know what you're supposed to be doing. You just don't want to do it. Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, which yeah, I still laugh at that scene every time. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about it, right? <laughs> um. Uh, I thought First Class was was a, a good movie, a, a good way to reboot everything. And it was good to see a young Charles and Magneto and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, they, they yeah that showed the maturity of what, what they were doing with Logan and moving it on. And it will be, will be interesting to see what the new version of X-Men happens now that, again, all bets are off, right? right. Like, yeah. anybody can go anywhere. I mean, it's funny that one of your favorite books right now is... The thing and Johnny Storm looking for you know Fantastic right. Four, which is clearly a you know a fun nod to the movie world where they've killed off the Fantastic <laughs> Four and that doesn't exist anymore, right? Nope. Um, but you can see, I mean, if they ever fix the Inhumans, which I think is kind of a terrible TV show, but right. like the Inhumans versus X Men is a possibility. You've got Fantastic Four and X Men partner. I mean the the. Oh, yeah. the the infinite game in the movie universe has just gotten much, much larger, which right. is fun when you're in a room like this surrounded by all of not only the history that's over here to my left, but right. behind me, all the new stuff that's coming out. So people can kind of get recharged at these new stories. Yep. Yep. So let, you know, let's circle back to the, the celebration, right? You've yes. been here for two years. Yes. People are excited about this. Like, so when you guys do the party, what, what's going to happen? What, what can people expect? Well, we're having local artists and authors come in, um, to, obviously promote their product, and we like to support the community. Sure. Uh, so we uh, be kind of like a mini artist alley, for, for lack of a better term. Uh, we have an author, local author named uh, Peter Wilmerink, who writes post-apocalyptic stories based on growing in rapids locales, um, which which is very cool. I mean, Super got, cool, yeah. Uh, you know, he mentions, like, hey, I know where he's yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, yep. having grown up in Grand Rapids most of my life, and he's like, Oh, I know exactly where he's talking about. So it's it's kind of neat to be able to see that. Sure. Um, uh, we're having Roger Scholes and John Aldrink, a couple of uh, local artists. Um, uh, and then we also have um, a Grand Rapids-based company, um, comic book company called Source Point Press. And they have more of a little bit of a, in general, more of a horror line of comics. But um, they've been very supportive of us, and we've tried to support them. But we like to carry their books because most of their talent uses Michigan talent, and and uh, you know a good portion of it even from the West Michigan here. Oh, very cool. Uh, and so, and that's something I, I you know we had a plan for in the business. I don't want to just obviously everybody wants to meet Jim Lee and Frank Miller and everything like that. But I was, I want to show how much talent 
we have here in West Michigan, some that have worked for the big guys, mm-hmm. but some are just kind of working their way up or they have their own niche, and uh, which is very cool. And uh, I, I just love that part of it. Well, and, and that's, that's the fascinating part of the internet, right? Is yeah. like when in the eighties, when we we're consuming all these books, right? The only path was to go to one of the big two, right? right? Which is why there's an image comics documentary because those guys were kind of the first ones to kick the door open and go, Nope, here's a new way to do stuff. Right. right? Whatever you think of those guys, right? They, right. they paved a path and blazed a trail. Right. Yeah. Um, but now you don't, I mean, I always say this in my business life when, when I'm talking to people about social media, like you don't need a hundred thousand people on your Facebook page. You need right. the seven right people, Yep. right? You need the, the 20 customers that spend a thousand bucks a month in here. Your right. job's done, <laughs> but it's only 20 people, right? Yep. And so it, this is the perfect time to start a book, to start an art you know, yep. gig and, and put your stuff out in the world and mess around on deviant art and sell stuff on Etsy or whatever you yep. want to do because there's no greater time to do that. Right. I mean, the amount of people, like just even if you're just business minded, right? The amount of people and the amount of money that you could make if you just, because I'm looking at them over your right shoulder, right. right? If you just traveled from store to store in West Michigan and found Chase Funko Pop figures, yep. you could start a cottage industry and go on a really nice vacation selling Chase yeah. figures, yeah. right? Like yeah. the internet makes all of this, flattens all this stuff a bit. So it's awesome that you guys are celebrating the local artists and showing their stuff because they they love the exposure, but the awesome thing is they don't necessarily need to graduate, even if they want to, right? Right, right now, they don't need to graduate to Marvel or DC yep. or Image, right? They can make a living on their own, selling yep. it on their own and keeping the margin to themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, some are involved in making comics. Some are just involved. Maybe they're involved in advertising, but they do, um, you know, prints on the side. Sure. Um, uh you know, so you can pick your favorite hero, and sometimes they'll do sketches for kids. You know, which kids just love. Again, yeah. that's the whole point of you got to keep the kids interested, try to get them into it, loving it, so that that this um, these comic books keep on flourishing. Because yeah. um, there's always that chance with anything of, of anything go sour. Yeah, but but uh, but I I think there's a good strong base of people that won't let that happen, and I think by get, keeping the kids involved will help strengthen that. Well, and you've got, you know, it's the right place, right time, right? With yep. all of these Marvel products and DC products coming out in theaters, all of these 30 and 40 and 50-year-old parents are bringing their kids, yep. and the kids will naturally stumble across a physical book, and then you're off to the races, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's just the experience from that way for the first time is like, it just expands their mind even more, and so then comes on that... that uh, Ever or never ending quest of the hunt. Right. Yes. <laughs> to find the I've next find yeah, this to one find issue. the next thing. Absolutely. <laughs> I've got all the issues around. I just need this one. <laughs> and but that's a fun way of collecting too. I yeah. mean that's one aspect. Some people collect just for art. Some people collect for just for authors. And some people just, you know, I just want to have this run as a favorite character I like. I want the whole 25 issue run. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but I can't find number four. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody's got to help me. Yeah, and, and drive yourself nuts finding it, but it's, it's like a gold hunt. Your treasure's like, <gasps> clouds part. Right. <laughs> very funny. All right. So, uh, right. Very quickly before I let you go, what's the date of the party again? Let the people... 24th, uh, starts right when we open at 11 o'clock. Uh, we'll also have, um, along with the artists, 
and, and authors. We'll have cosplayers here, uh, the Cosplay Crusaders. Uh, they'll be um, floating in with uh, different members with different costumes on. Uh, we have Batman and Bat uh, Girl for sure, coming in. Nice. Um, and then we also, uh, I will be bringing um, over 500 books of Marvels from from 1963 to 68, some major titles uh, that I will have brought up here for the very first time. And, uh, some big titles, and, and there's going to be some key issues in there. Some older Avengers, um, Amazing Spider-Man, X-Men, wow. stuff like that. Very cool. So, you know, so I'm, we're trying to hit everybody's interest. You know, some people like to see the artist, but it's, you know, they maybe they don't have enough room to hang all the posters. I mean, it takes a lot of room. Yep. Uh, or they like just the book, but then we're hoping to be able to, again, spread everything that's out there by doing that. We'll be having sales on, on a lot of our books and statues. And um, uh, and then at night, we're going to have an open gaming night where we open our display ones. And whoever comes in wants to play game night, uh, as long as enough people that want to play it to make the game work. Sure. Down play it. And if you don't know it, we'll teach you. Awesome. Uh, I've got my kids are, are very good at teaching the game. So yeah. uh, they'll, we'll just, it's just be a fun night. They're going to pretty much last all day long here. So very cool. Yeah. We're excited. Well, extremely excited. And I just feel blessed to get, because a lot of businesses sometimes even fail in the first, two, mo- fail in the two first two years. Most of them do. And right? right now, I feel that we're going strong. Yeah. And if it's feeling good, it's going the right direction. It, you guys are doing some great work, and I'm, I'm glad to be able to come in and talk to you for a couple minutes. Well, I appreciate that, and you taking the time for to come in and talk. Don, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Right.